Welcome to Paranormal Activities. I am your host, Anthony Martinez. On this podcast, every Friday, I bring on a guest and we talk about a horror movie of their choosing. For this episode, my guest is Jimmy Peer, and we will be talking about the 2002 film, 28 Days Later. You can watch this movie with a subscription to HBO Max, YouTube TV, and Amazon Prime. Let's get into the episode. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Jimmy. So you brought on to the podcast the movie 28 Days Later. What made you bring that movie on? Um, so honestly, nostalgia in a way. <laughs> uh, obviously, it aired in 2003 or four. Yeah, the real, uh, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, long time ago. So I just uh, my friends and I all watched it like back in high school, and just yeah, good memories uh, from it. I thought it was a pretty like solid uh zombie movie so yeah. yeah yeah i enjoyed it and i know i watched it and i'm pretty sure i saw 28 weeks later as well but mm-hmm. i as i watched it the second time i'm like i don't remember any of this no uh, it had def- i don't know how <laughs> i completely forgot this movie no it had definitely been long enough for me as well like i completely forgot the most of the plot like it was a good <laughs> refresher so yeah yeah so what is your relationship with uh the horror genre in general um you know not too extensive i guess i wouldn't say it's one of my favorites by any means but you know i've seen you know saw paranormal activity obviously i recommended a sinister for helena and you to watch um i don't know it's like never been at the top of my list mainly not i don't like jump scares i like to kind of like think about it and so if something can kind of get me uh, a little bit more real, I guess. Yeah. Things that can really happen. Freak yeah. Out. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't, I'm not a big fan of jump scares, but I always enjoyed like the idea of scary movies. Like a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of them have like cool plot lines that are fun to like see where they came up with it and, kind of where they go with it but i am not a big fan of the jump scare just kind of it's too much anxiety um yeah and like plus i feel like with the horror genre it's such a wide spectrum you know because you can just have like mindless slasher films you have like your good old classics of like psycho which i haven't seen maybe i should look into that um and then you've just got like purely just like fucked up unsettling shit so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it is there is like a, a wide variety of stuff you can watch um, and they even have like uh comedy horror which is pretty enjoyable as well like i don't know if you've seen killer sofa no, but that but... movie is fantastic it's honestly I... one of my favorite movies that i've watched so far for the podcast because it's <laughs> it hits like every beat that a scary movie should hit but in the funniest way possible <laughs> Interesting. And I was going to say, is it from like the same studio as a Sharknado or something? Because it sounds like it'd be up their alley. It's it's actually like surprisingly good. I don't know. Like it's way better than any movie should be with the name Killer Zofa. But okay, uh, yeah, fair enough. No, that's that one's fun, though. All right. And yeah, this movie is extremely grim. There is times where it's like, how do they just keep? getting more and more grim <laughs> as it goes on like even for a, a zombie movie there was just parts from like wow <laughs> they went there okay 
They did. Yeah. No. Um, you know, throughout the beginning and then kind of the subplot at the end that I had completely forgotten about, like when they get into the military base, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I'm sure we'll get to that. I don't want to jump straight to the end. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's bleak. It's awful. I feel like the acting and cinematography kind of do a a pretty good job in capturing that, especially Mm -hmm. with like the budget that I believe they had. I'm pretty sure this was probably an indie film at the time. And just like no one was really expecting much out of it, maybe, or I'm talking out of my ass, one or the other. Yeah, like, I mean, it definitely looks like it even now. Like, I've watched some movies from the 80s that, like, surprisingly, this movie, which was shot in like 2001, was still a little like it held looked, up well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, as I was doing some research for it, um the director i seen the director was like okay i specifically don't want to get big name actors for any of my roles just because i don't want people to watch it just because somebody huge is in it like he specifically wanted these lesser known or most of them had not had a major role in a movie yet and there Mm -hmm. are a lot of like side character roles or like this is their first film they've ever been in Mm -hmm. which i thought a lot of them did really really great yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, definitely didn't know when I picked it that uh, we were getting some, the Peaky Blinder guy. <laughs> <laughs> Helena pointed that out, and I was like, oh, shit, you're right. I just saw his penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a kind of a shock when it first happened. All right, so yeah, let's, uh, let's start to get into the plot. Uh, so the movie starts off where these animal rights activists are breaking into this lab that has a bunch of chimpanzees locked up. One thing that was weird to me in this lab is how like every single cage was different. Like mm-hmm. some of them were really long and then some of them were like wider or like larger. But I, I don't know why they didn't have like a uniform cage size. Uh, That's yeah. yeah I, now that I'm thinking back on it. Yeah. Cause you had the one that was like big enough for the monkey to like pace in. And then you had yeah. like, you know, some basically little monkey apartments that the others were chilling in. <laughs> um you know short-term storage long-term storage um, there, there might be some actual explanations but nah yeah. beyond me <laughs> <laughs> yeah they definitely didn't get into it so um <laughs> yeah they get in there they're locked up and they wanted to free them but then one of the like a scientist was there telling them the chimpanzees are filled with a rage virus which like a rage virus it sounded like they wanted like as they were writing the story, they're like, let's just call it a rage virus for now, but we'll come up with something smarter later. But then they just <laughs> never did. A little, little working title. Um, yeah. You know, it. I, I'll take it. I'll take kind of a simple concept, I guess, over trying to over explain something. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's so yeah. kind of what it is. It's just like rage. They're fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then... Uh, they let one of the chimpanzees out and as soon as they do it rushes the woman who let him out and attacks her and then she starts like puking blood and going crazy and then attacks the other people and then it, it this scene just kind of shows how like quickly this spreads from like person to person um, yeah it definitely illustrates that well and just the overall i guess the the rage the violence <laughs> like these aren't yeah. like these aren't just like hungry zombies. These are these are different. Yeah, the uh, director specifically wanted people 
uh, like the people that became zombies, he wanted them specifically to be like athletic people just mm. to like show like once you become a rate like a zombie in this, you're like specifically really strong and kind of fit, which at different parts of the movie, it kind of uh, illustrates that. Um, so then we jump cut to 28 days later where we see the main character, Jim, is uh, he wakes up in a hospital bed completely naked for some reason. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know why he didn't have any like a no hospital gap. No, best nothing. practice, man. You know, just, just <laughs> let it hang. Um. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, we get um, he's naked. He wakes up from a coma. And he's like walking around this deserted hospital. Um, he f- ends up finding some clothes. Then he goes outside and he's like walking through the streets. It's completely empty. He's like calling for people. Nobody's answering. Um, and then he finds this church. When he goes into this church, he, there's like a thing like the uh, actual church part of it is like w- lower. It's like down a floor from where you enter in. And you just see like a massive amount of dead bodies laying on the church floor. And you, you want to talk about Grim? Like that was, yeah, just that was good. It, it was kind of hard. Like from where we were sitting, our TV's not huge, so we, okay, it, we were like, "Is that bodies?" And then like as it well, kind of went through, it's like, "Oh, you know, it's, it was." <laughs> yeah, it's also in like you know like 480p, so it's kind of just like, "What are these shapes trying to come together?" Like, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it was just a bunch of bodies, and then he like says hello, and then like three of the bodies jump up as soon as he says something, and then you hear the door. Uh, there's like a door, there's some pounding at the door. It eventually opens up, and you see this priest walking at him. Um, he tries to attack him, he like hits him with a like his bag, yeah, full and of then, pop cans, yeah, I believe. <laughs> hits him with his bag, and he runs away. And as he's running away, he gets saved by Selena and Mark, who light the attackers on a fire and then blew up, blow up the gas station, which they seemed, did. <laughs> that really seems like did. way too big of an attack for four zombies. I, I mean, I'm in total agreement there. I'd also think something like a gas station you'd want to maybe preserve at like all costs. Fuel is important, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, you know, let's just full send it for three rage boys which i know it's like scary but they've been they've been like they've been doing this for 20 like they've been surviving for 28 days so far and they haven't taken out three zombies at one time like (laughs) just are you already lit them on fire and now you're gonna blow up a whole gas station there's just it seems like way overkill with that scene it's either so they either had planned on doing that already because, you know, he just set like one thing or whatever, like one Molotov rocket and set it yeah. off. Um, or I guess it was just like a contingency plan. If shit ever went south, it could blow it up. But yeah. And plus two, like why, why all that sound like that's. Yeah. Yeah. This movie definitely didn't seem like sound was like a big. um like in a lot of zombie movies, when there is sound going on, the zombies are immediately like, okay, we got to go to this sound. This didn't really play into that at all. Yeah, no, it definitely didn't. Cause like when Jim's waking up in the hospital and just like yelling and screaming and throwing shit around, like to me, that gave the impression that like, okay, 
a hospital seems like the safest place in the city right now. Like it's <laughs> yeah. absolutely empty. That nobody's around at all. Yeah. So then um, they explain that while or they they rescue Jim and then they get him into like their little hideout. And they explained that while Jim was in a coma, there was a virus that spread uncontrollably among the population and pretty much caused all society to collapse. Um, and he was, they were saying probably that his family's dead because their whole family's dead. Um, so then he wants to see it for his own self. So then the next day they go to Jim's parents' house, but the other, the other two didn't want to, um, but they decided to take him anyways. And they get there to his house, which was like, this is like another huge, like really dark scene where he gets to his parents' room and they both committed suicide. Um, and like Selena is very like, she's like really hard in this movie. She kind of like gets softened up later, but like, she's like, yeah, at least they didn't like, at least they went out this way and not like getting attacked or anything like that. Well, yeah, and especially that story that what was his name again, Mark? Yeah, I was gonna say in, in my head, I keep calling him Chad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can but, see that. <laughs> yeah, no, just straight up Chad until you know he wasn't. But um, that story he was telling about, yeah, watching his like family just get trampled and everything, and that I mean, it, there was some truth, I guess, to her being cold, but yeah, she was definitely setting the tone as like an edgy edge lord character, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The, his story was like, it was like the ground is soft. And then, then I realized we were stepping on people just like, yeah, just any kind of sad story or like grim story you could think of. Like they probably said it in this movie or they yeah. acted it out in some way. Well, it's just to like, I don't know, the, the execution and the descriptions too. It's just like that would happen. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's spot on. Yeah. And then, um, so they get, they kind of go downstairs and then they stay for the night because they said like the two biggest rules was never go off on your own and never go anywhere at night. Um, That confused me. I was curious about that. Like, I guess you can see better during daytime, but can't they too? Or I guess this never really discussed if they can see. Yeah. I, I think a lot of like, um, zombie like i guess lore is like zombies are faster or like they're more active at night for some reason Mm -hmm. i don't know like the meaning like i don't know what would cause that but i think that could play into it Mm -hmm. so yeah so then um that night the other two are sleeping and jim is watching like old home movies and then two zombies jump in from the windows which was, <laughs> it was so funny to me because it wasn't just like the outside window that he jumped through. They jumped through like the roof. Like they have like was, a didn't, skylight. Didn't one fall through the ceiling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they say. have like a <laughs> skylight window and they just jumped through that, which it reminded me of that like uh, SWAT like meme where they're just busting out of every <laughs> single entrance. <laughs> no, this was like a two pronged attack. Like this was methodical and fucking terrifying. Like, yeah. That was crazy. So yeah, they uh two of them bust in um and then they managed to fight him off, but Mark had a cut on his arm and they're pretty sure that was not about it. 
yeah she <laughs> he, he got a cut in his arm and like the zombie uh the virus spreads through like blood contact so since he had a cut on his arm and he likely had zombie blood on him he uh selena just took him out it was like no hesitation, no hesitation. Like, yeah. <laughs> zero chance of like you know make oh and i mean i guess you know as they say later on it takes like under a minute to fucking turn so yeah and you'd rather you'd rather fight them while they're turning than once they've turned oh 100 these dudes don't go down easy and yeah what i what i like really find terrifying about these guys i guess it's okay your normal zombies and other films like they're going to be a little bit slower and they're just killing people to eat these zombies are fast athletic terrifying and they just beat the crap out of you like they're not yeah. eating you they're just throwing up blood and beating you to death like yeah there's absolutely no reason for it like yeah and that was another thing that the uh director said what like he did not want this to be like a I'm going to eat your brains kind of zombie. He's like, this is going to be just like, these are just violent. And that's Pure kind violence. of why it's the, the rage virus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fitting. Very fitting. Yeah. So then, uh, let me see where we're Okay. Yeah. She said that if somebody gets infected, that she's like, I'll kill them in a heartbeat. Um, so then they start going through the city uh, like the next day. And they see high up on this apartment building, like these Christmas lights that keep going off. Um, so then mm-hmm. they decide to head to them. They're climbing up the stairs and then Jim's has to stop due to a headache. Uh, Selena was saying it's something like a, a sugar crash because he's pretty much been eating candy and pop like the past like three days or whatever. Yeah, he's skin and bones, has yeah. no like muscular <laughs> fat on him, just been living off of Pepsi. It seemed like Pepsi was like a sponsored ad in this video. There were a lot of Pepsi yeah. cans <laughs> to start off with. Um but I mean valid though. She he was just living off of sugar. Yeah and just got out of a coma. So yep. yep. Didn't it wasn't it's not like he was living a healthy lifestyle before that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really doubt he was getting, you know, oh, what do they call that when they work on your muscles when you're in a coma to, you know, keep them alive. I, I doubt he was getting any of that. Yeah. So then um, as they're going up the stairs, yeah, he kind of has to stop and then they hear zombies coming. So then they start to run up the stairs and they're saved by Frank, who's in like complete tactical gear. Full riot, full yeah. riot gear. <laughs> and um, so then they kind of get in the house and then this is where you see this is where you meet frank and hannah um they invite them to stay the night and selena thinks that frank and hannah might slow them down uh, but jimmy thinks they're nice people so they should stay together this is just another thing showing you like she's like all about survival yeah i mean giving up a lot of like humanity yeah i was i was gonna say it it portrays that you know difficult decision i guess it's very much a survival life mm-hmm. you know in comparison to what we're all comfortable with sometimes those luxuries i guess of doing the right thing if it's going to cost you your own peril can't really afford it yeah all right so then um let me see Oh, so then they Frank shows them the recording that they that he's been hearing that the um, there's some kind of like 
not paradise, but like a, a compound that they can get to where mm-hmm. there's soldiers and things at, um, and that they've pretty much been running out of supplies. Uh, they were kind of running off of rainwater for the most part. They had just like every bucket they could find in that apartment building on top. Yo, including to laundry it. hampers. That yeah, are, just you know? <laughs> every single thing. If anything can catch water, they had it on top of the building, but they said it had rained for like 10 days. So they just mm-hmm. didn't have any water left. Um, so then they decided to try to find this place, uh, even though Selena was skeptical. So they pack up in Frank's cab. They grab a lot of supplies and then they start going. They have to go through this tunnel, which is the they faster didn't have way. To. They, they didn't they have to. They ended up going through a tunnel <laughs> because it was the faster way. Uh, so they run into a bunch of cars that are kind of blocking the way. And I don't know how this happens. This is yeah. just because it doesn't make any sense to you how it happened. But nah. they just went up some kind of ramp and just drove on top of these cars. As one does. Yeah. <laughs> In like a little like it was it was like a like a PT cruiser or something. It wasn't any kind of like off road vehicle. It was. Oh, no, it was like a, it was old and like boxy looking like or maybe it was a, like a, a mini cooper or something like that just whatever not, it was it was not made <laughs> to be doing whatever it was somehow doing like. yeah <laughs> and so then of course uh, a tire pops as Who they thought drive over these cars um so then they start changing the tire and then they get like overran by rats um yep. and then they assume what i thought was gonna happen here is like the rats were infected as well and then right. the rats were going to attack, but that's not what happened. Especially, just, yeah, because they, they all swarmed Hannah, who's like on the ground. Like it, it all made sense. I totally saw that coming too, but yeah, no. But the yeah, guys. they were just, they were running. Yeah, they were running from the zombies. Um, so then they, instead of like using a jack, they just like lifted the car up. So they can, <laughs> yeah, that was insane. And like Hannah changed that tire incredibly fast like yeah no she should like be she on, was, on a yeah. pit crew or something <laughs> yeah so they they change the tire they get back inside and they start driving away um the, while they're driving away they come across a um like a grocery store and yep. when they they go into the grocery store to get supplies and this grocery store was like completely untouched it was ridiculous (laughs) i like the amount of like even like around here if they think it's gonna snow like grocery stores are completely taken over there's no way that (laughs) this virus starts happening and like no groceries this grocery store is completely untouched yeah, I mean, that we'll have to side with you on that. It was a, a logical inconsistency. Um, that place would be fucked, like yes. beyond belief. <laughs> yeah, but it looked like they were like, so I, I don't know if you've ever worked at a grocery store, but like whenever like corporate is coming, they like completely they pull make out it. all the stops. Yeah, yes, yeah. it looks like everybody's working overtime and everything, making the store look better. That's what it looked like in this part of the movie. No, hundred percent. Like every like row of stocked. produce was full. Like <laughs> even though it was all rotten, missing. but it was full. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that was just so funny to me when I seen them walk into there. So that they uh, start getting stocked up, but it was kind of funny because they were kind of being picky 
Like they would pick like one can here and one can there. You would think you were just like this whole row of stuff is getting into my cart. Yeah, th- these weren't some American survivors. Like they were leaving <laughs> stuff behind for other hopeful people. Whereas, yeah, yeah over somebody here, else uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. We're clearing those shelves out. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, go on a shopping spree. Uh, they grab their stuff, get it back in the car, and then they find like some outdoor location. I don't even know what it was, where they like stop and have like a oh, little uh, picnic. Yeah, they have like a picnic yeah. and they're kind of like celebrating, I guess, um, after finding all that food. They end up staying there, um, which I feel like that was like one of the most dangerous places you could be. Just like there's like, it's not like they were enclosed really. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just strange that they just kind of stayed up there. Yeah, an open field. I mean, I guess you got visibility and all that. I I think it was something they touched on like earlier throughout the movie, but they mentioned like an exodus, you know, like people like leaving. Obviously, you got people like fucking freeing for their lives, but um they made it sound as if like just everything was gone. They're gonna stay there and they go uh they're having issues sleeping, and Selena kind of pops up with um some like uh sleeping pills basically oh yeah thanks she had like some value yeah and so then they managed to get to sleep with that and after that um frank has a or no jim has a dream that he wakes up and they're all gone kind of like when he woke up in the hospital and nobody was around Uh, And then Frank came over and like confronted or uh, comforted him, which like Frank this whole time was just like the best dad ever. Yeah, I would take him as a zombie dad. (laughs) I had I had some doubts and reservations from the get go, but I feel like that conversation they had at the apartment just kind of solidified everything. He's like, "Yo, we heard you talking shit all night. Like, listen, we're gonna work together. We're gonna help you. You're gonna help us. It's not all this one sided." But um. Yeah, no, he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, they kind of get back to sleep, uh, wake up the next day. They go to this like gas station, I think, to fill up on gas um, out of a like one of those semi trucks with the yeah, like a tankard or something. Yeah. Uh, while they're filling up, Jim goes into the gas station where we see another super grim thing where there's like a white or like a a mother and her baby are like dead on the ground Um, and it shows dead baby yeah yeah it was intense yeah i I forgot about that (laughs) and yeah they then he gets attacked by a child uh, a child zombie where he has to uh kind of kill him but that kind of weighs on him a lot throughout the rest of the movie and like, let's think about the manner in which he's killing these things too, which is just a baseball bat. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a pretty brutal way to kill anything. Yes, yeah. So then they uh, get back into the car. They reach their destination, but there's nobody around. And then this is probably like the least, my least favorite part of the movie. Uh, just the way that, like, so Frank is very frustrated. And there's like a dead body, just I don't know how it got to where it was, 
but it was just kind of like high up and like a crow was attacking it and he like yells at the crow and then the crow like takes a bite out of the zombie and then like flicks a piece of blood off of the zombie and then it hits frank right in his eye and so he starts to turn um and then jim is about to take him out but then a group of soldiers pop up and shoot frank yeah there's he does there's a lot in that scene like i really liked frank's breakdown because like yeah at that point the group got to their you know salvation so they had hoped and you know obviously there's nothing there so like the breakdown while probably i don't know a trope or whatever cliche that you want to call it i feel like it was again done well which is like again why i like this movie it's you know a lot of common themes i guess that we see in zombie movies but just done well so his break i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. but then yeah the convenient droplet of blood going into his eye i thought that was a little 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 bit much but yeah just like they i don't know it seemed like a cheap way to kill him he he could have like fought off a zombie or something that would have been a little better yeah and then of course you know the the good old uh insult to injury that it is salvation and there are the military guys with their big fancy guns it's just too late for our boy frank yeah so then uh, they're taken to the compound where they have like a bunch of uh, supplies and it's a very secure compound. Um, so then uh, while they're there, Selena and Hannah are basically assaulted uh, by the soldiers. Like they start getting harassed. And so then Jim attacks them and like the highest ranking member of them kind of breaks up the fight. And then he's like talking to Jim in another room and tells him that he promised the soldiers women um and that basically their plan is to wait out the infected and repopulate the world and they're pretty much going to use selena and hannah for that very extremist uh viewpoints you know and i mean yeah yeah, it and you know again it doesn't take long i guess for a zombie movie to go you know people versus people instead of people versus zombie Mm. but uh, again i feel like this was just really well executed <laughs> yes just like every single thing is just like oh what other what other grim thing can they do in this movie oh they did it <laughs> right like yeah. yeah you know let's let's put out this nice message of hope to get some people here because i told my boys we were going to get some females because it's the only way to save the world and we're going to have this nice patriarchal society of captive women in our military base yeah yeah, so then um, they try to escape, and but then they get stopped. And then Jim and then Sergeant Farrell, who was kind of like on their side about the whole thing, um, they get handcuffed to a wall in some room. And then Sergeant Farrell is talking about how he doesn't believe the infections worldwide because he doesn't understand how the, the infection would get to the different parts of the world because they're in... Uh, uh, England, which is like a, an island, basically. So he doesn't know how the infection would get out. So he just believes that other people are still alive um, outside of the world. So then, which hot take could very well be true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's—I think he says that he like hears airplanes or something, or he's heard airplanes, which kind of uh, would make sense if that was the case. Uh, so then the next day, there's two two soldiers take Jim and Farrell out to get executed. But one of the guys starts firing and then kind of scares the other guy. 
And then Jim takes that, uh, takes advantage of that moment and jumps on the pile of dead bodies that are there to kind of hide, um, manages to escape. And then it kind of cuts back to the compound where it shows Selena taking Hannah to another room and gives her sedatives so that she doesn't have, so the experience is a little less traumatic because they're pretty much setting up to like start breeding. And yeah. then, yeah. Heavy. Heavy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it, and like, cause I don't know what really like struck me there was Hannah was like, you know, you're trying to kill me. And she's like, no, just so that, you know, you can bear or deal with it. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, this sucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like they just introduced this like whole like uh, breeding thing, and now like they're already acting on it immediately. Well, yeah, I mean, mutiny was pretty much occurring, and this <laughs> I don't know, probably the only other people they had maybe seen throughout the whole time they'd been camped out. So yeah, who knows, man? Yeah. So then while they're escaping. Jim sees a jet in the air and kind of assumes that other people in uh, different parts of the world are still functioning. Um, so then he heads back to the base. He releases Mailer, who is a zombie. It um, was a former soldier. They managed to like tie him up and they were just trying to see how long it would take for him to starve. Um, but Jim releases him. And so then Jim and Mailer kind of go through just a killing spree on the compound, taking out all of the soldiers. Um, he manages to find Selena and she doesn't realize that it's him. And she was about to hit him with the machete, but she like hesitates. And Jim makes the joke like, cause earlier she said she wouldn't hesitate, but she hesitated then. Um, so then Jim, Selena and Hannah start to escape. Uh, they get into, I kind of, I think I got distracted at this point in time while watching the movie. So I don't know exactly how this happened, but Jim gets shot by the, like the Sarge or whoever, like was whoever's in charge. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets shot by him. And then that guy gets in the car in the backseat with Hannah or Hannah's driving the car. So basically, like they're escaping the compound, and Hannah goes to get the taxi while Jim and Selena are making their way outside or whatever. So I believe Hannah pulls up, and then Jim opens the back seat of the taxi, and the sergeant, whatever, is in there. I forget if he says anything or not. I think he says, like, you killed my boys. Mm. I think that was, like, his actual line. <laughs> Which right on, which by the way, Jim did like he went full guerrilla warfare, yeah, somehow with with Mailer, like that was wild in and of itself. But either way, yeah, just gives him one to the stomach, and then Hannah, I, I thought like Hannah like knew about it or something, but then Hannah puts the car in reverse and like drives into like some wall near Mailer. Mailer was hanging out over there and like, yeah, waiting. that it was so <laughs> strange how that happened. Yeah. She basically like hand delivered Mailer, uh, the guy and so yeah. Mailer rips him out of the back seat, and then they all get in the car and drive away. Um, they get to, so I don't remember this scene, but basically what I do for the plot is I will find like a plot synopsis online 
and then I'll just copy it and then I'll kind of rewrite it in the way that yeah. I want to hear. I want to say it, but yeah. they said that they get to a hospital, but I don't remember that scene happening. Um, but yeah, they said it, it says that it got to a hospital. Selena kind of performs surgery on Jim and saves him. And then it cuts to another 28 days later and Jim wakes up again, still kind of recovering. They're in this like cottage on this hilly plane kind of thing. Um, and then he kind of walks in on Selena sewing a bunch of fabric together. Um, Hannah runs in saying that she hears a jet. So then they take the fabric outside and then they made large letters um, saying hello out of the fabric. And then the jet kind of drives by and it looks like they saw him or the jet saw them and then kind of cuts out from there with them assuming they're going to be rescued at some point in time yeah which like wow a happy ending yeah (laughs) surprisingly (laughs) a happy ending (laughs) yeah i mean with everything else it was um kind of surprising to see i guess um i want to say like that hospital scene was very brief like i think it was like just a few frames of something like selena like opening an iv bag or something or maybe a syringe but yeah it it was implied i think it's probably a good way to put it yeah that makes sense all right so then um what would you have changed about this movie so like really the only things I don't like about it even or things that could have been better. Um, there are a few like audio instances where I feel like a mic was like misplaced, you know, like too close <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Um, but uh, that's just, I guess, really nitpicky, you know, in a perfect world, obviously it'd be a higher quality movie in terms of resolution and all that. <laughs> and it you know, wouldn't be as dated looking, but yeah, there's a few like audio uh, mistakes. I feel like, um, but it's not like it really detracted from the experience by any means. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we've pointed out some, some funny, like little logic things, but um, no, I mean, as a whole, I feel like it's just a really enjoyable Mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed this movie as well. The only thing I really would have changed was just kind of Frank's death. Um, I think what might've been cooler is they get there. uh, Like they kind of get to that, location and they're kind of looking around and they like get attacked by zombies or something um and they have to like get to a specific spot and like frank maybe fights them off or like like stays back while the rest of them can get away Um, a little bit more of a hero's death or something yeah that that was just like the most no way this one dot is gonna maybe if it was like a whole like a spray of blood that would be a different thing but it's just like one single dot hit him right in the eye and it's just like I don't know, it's just a bad death he didn't yeah. deserve that kind of death absolute wrong place wrong time just one in a billion chance yeah no he it, it definitely could have done better um full agreement with that yeah but um other than that that was about the only thing that i um disliked what would you say your favorite part of this movie was? Oh boy. Favorite part of the movie. Hmm. See, I'm always like terrible at picking like favorites of like damn near anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
we'll circle back we'll circle back to yeah favorite. <laughs> yeah i think mine might have just been like the whole like action sequence at the end where he's him and mailer just going through and just giving all of those soldiers what they deserved he's uh, it seemed like he was like friggin did you ever play like metal gear solid at all no not really okay it just reminded me of just like fucking around on five <laughs> as solid snake just like in and out of windows like just absolute chaos um, yeah yeah that that was badass it was definitely <laughs> maybe unrealistic but you know whatever it's a horror movie pop off with it yeah and like that one scene where um the other guy i don't remember his name but it's like mailer turns another guy into a zombie and he is looking for hannah and then like hannah goes uh behind that mirror and like you just see that zombie just staring at the mirror for like a good like 10 seconds funny you brought that scene up when she's hanging by the mirror i was under the impression that something really awful was happening when they panned to that scene because it was just like it was like her upper shoulder and like it didn't you couldn't tell if she still had like the dress on and she was just sweaty and breathing and I was just like, yo, wait. <laughs> but then she was hanging by the mirror. So I was much better than what I thought was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely better than what, what could have been going on there. Um, and I do think, okay. So in terms of a favorite scene for me now, I, I laughed at this scene, especially because it made Helena jump really bad. But I think it's like the first time you see the zombies, which is in the church, I want to say. Yeah. When he's like yelling into that pile of bodies and a few of them pop up. Like, <laughs> they're just like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <be> good. <laughs> yeah. I liked how he was like, he hit the priest in the head. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, oh, like, I'm sorry, Father. To, yeah. Like, he's going to go to hell or something for it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it, it, he did not know what was happening by any means. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then let's get on to the quotes here. Uh, So the first quote I have is, that's not a lion, it's a giraffe. Oh, what was that? (laughs) That was Frank, right? No. No, it was who I keep calling Chad. Yeah, it it was Mark. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Mark. Uh, That was such a dumb joke. <laughs> Which well, do you remember the rest of the joke? Do you have it? I, it was no, I didn't write it all down. Um, but it was something like uh something like a giraffe was laying on the ground and uh somebody saying like he's just that's a that's a lion there or something. Oh, don't leave that's, that lion there. It's a it's a yeah. giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very dumb humor. Uh I, I kind of liked it though. Especially yeah. after just saving Jim's frazzled life and his mind is probably just blown just and it was, with some real dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, and the best part was is he had like a, a gas mask on. And so like he has no idea what's going on. He just got out of the hospital and there's this guy just staring at him with the gas mask on, telling they him just casually blew up a gas station. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Like, talk to the guy like a human right now. <laughs> No, nah, definitely got to test him first. We got to got to see a sense of humor real quick. <laughs> All right. So then the next quote is, uh, do you want to find a cure, Jim, or just fall in love and fuck? That was Selena, right? Yeah. Yeah. She wound up eating them words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the last one I have is, no, no. See, this is a really shit idea. You know how I know it's a shit idea? Because it's obviously a shit idea. 
That's like a really good quote, and I can't think of when it <laughs> happened. <laughs> oh, driving through the fucking tunnel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Total like, shit idea. Like it's a it's a quicker way to go. Or he's like, there's another way you can go. He's like, oh, we're gonna go this way. It's like, no, no, it's a shit idea. The most direct route. Yeah, okay, but like, no, everybody <laughs> knows if there's a zombie outbreak, the last place we're going is through a friggin' tunnel, dude. Like, <laughs> exactly. As soon as they were like going down to the tunnel, I'm like, there's going to be just a massive pileup of cars. Because of course there's going to be a massive pileup of cars. What else would be in <laughs> Why? Yeah, why wouldn't there be a massive pileup of cars there? All right, so then uh, the two truths and a lie, the... I have uh, here are the three different ones. So the scene where they're all celebrating, um, like having that picnic, it was shot on September 11th, 2001. Um, that's, that's the same year that the towers fell? Yeah, it was the okay. same day. Like that's yeah, same like day, that same day. day yeah. Everything, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so they had gotten permission to blow up the gas station, uh, but the police were not informed. So they blew up the gas station and then the police showed up after the explosion with like a whole set of fire department and everything. But they already had people on set taking care of the fire. And then the movie inspired the music video to My Chemical Romance's Na Na Na. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. That's a man i'm just trying to take like an educated guess here because like two seems very realistic and i mean one's plausible i that i think it came out in 2003 so filming and editing and all that takes time so mm-hmm. and i can't think of that music video off the top of my head so <laughs> uh we'll go with we'll go with the music video even though i feel like that's probably true no, that yeah, that was the one that was uh, a lie. Um, nice. It actually, it was, uh, it was spoofed in the LMFAO Party Rock Anthem music video. Hmm. So instead of people being affected by rage, they were infected by affected party by rock. Party rock. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Actually. I like I had to Google like because I did, I couldn't I was like, OK, I got to make it seem like it's a different music video. And I'm like, what music video might he have seen? I'm like, maybe this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Googled apocalyptic music videos and I almost went with uh, I guess Britney Spears had a, like an apocalyptic movie music video, but it like didn't look anything like a zombie music video. So. <laughs> No, I mean MCR. That just it. I could totally see it. Like, <laughs> and I know, yeah. I know the movie was pretty big. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely had a lot of hype after it came out. Obviously, it had two more movies. Um. So yeah, no, that was that was a good good curveball. I'm glad I stuck with my gut. <laughs> you know, most I think uh, most of these people get, which is okay with me because I really just like I just. We'll find facts that are kind of fun. I mean, besides the 9-11 one's not fun, but it's just kind of crazy. <laughs> like they were talking about how sad, like how strange it was to be shooting like a celebration scene, mm. like the same day that that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's the UK, not the US, but, you know, they it's, obviously yeah. felt it too and wanted to. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's, that's wild. 
Uh, yeah, that was pretty much up for everything I had, unless there was anything else you wanted to talk about the movie. No, I mean, I think our little side conversations as they came up pretty much touched on everything. I do, I think, want to... So I know I saw 28 Days. I'm not sure if I ever saw weeks or months. Mm-hmm. So I might might end up doing that, you know, thanks to this. So <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'd be more than happy to have you back on and we could talk about the the next the next movie as well just run through the series yeah yeah i'm about it we can do that all right well thanks for coming on the podcast yeah thanks for having me anthony thank you for listening to paranormal selectivities i have been your host anthony martinez and my guest was jimmy pier the artwork for the podcast was done by zach fitzpatrick links for his work and the best ways to follow the podcast are in the show notes thank you and i'll talk to you next friday